0: Welcome to the Good City Podcast with me, Aditya Mendonsa. The Good City is the ultimate guide to all the cool things in your city and the cool stories of the people who make them happen. We are storytellers of a different kind. Today, we're talking about all things liver and humans. Ahead of World Liver Day to a very interesting guest as always, his name is Dr. Sonal Astana. He is among the best liver transplant surgeons in Bangalore and in India and practices in a couple of cities around the country. He has over two decades of expertise in multi-organ transplant surgeries.
1: Welcome to the show, Doc. Thank you so much, Aditya. It's great to be here.
0: So, Doc, how's your day been? You have a pretty hectic schedule seven days a week. Or is it six days a week?
1: Uh, Yes, I mean, thank you so much for asking. Uh, Well, I guess I can't complain. Uh, I get to do what I really like to do, and that's uh, take care of patients, help people get better, as well as contribute a little bit towards uh, understanding how the liver works. So uh, in most of my days, I get to do a little bit of each. Uh, you know, in the mornings, uh, I do rounds on the patients we've operated on. Uh, we see a few new patients in clinic. And then, of course, uh, uh, we operate on people who need surgeries, both transplant and non-transplant. So, uh, so that's usually what how, how the day goes.
0: How does anybody know that they're due to get a liver transplant or how do they diagnose that they need uh, their liver checked? So most people, if they can afford it, do a yearly health checkup. But what about for the, those that don't until it's too late?
1: Now that, that's a really good question, Aditya. Uh, the challenging thing about liver disease is that there are no fixed symptoms that actually help one diagnose it early. Uh, so uh, just to give you a brief about the liver, the liver is actually the largest organ in the body. So it weighs about 2% of the entire body's weight. So for somebody who's 100 kilos, about 2 kilos of that is going to be the liver. So clearly it's it's a large organ and it's also the hardest working organ in the body because it has more than 500 functions. So there there isn't very many processes in the body that aren't directly or indirectly impacted by the liver's function uh, and like any good piece of machinery it needs uh, you know regular upkeep and uh, you know avoidance of wear and tear uh, as you know as age advances and as we go all about our lives i think it is also incumbent on us to uh, do what's necessary to take care of our livers uh, now the liver actually has a lot of regenerative potential it that means it can actually heal itself uh, which is a good thing from a body's perspective, but a fairly bad thing from diagnosing liver disease early. This means that the liver doesn't uh, actually present with symptoms until uh, people have relatively advanced liver problems. So what can be the problems that actually make may, may, may one wonder whether they have a liver disease? You know, extreme fatigability or tiredness. Uh, that's one possibility. Secondly, people noticing that their eyes are yellow, they're developing jaundice, develop excessive itching. Uh, they notice that the urine is uh, a high color, it becomes you know, a yellow color. Uh, in some advanced stages, people tend to develop fluid in their abdomen, and the abdomen swells up, or uh, fluid around their legs as and, well. Yeah, Some of these things can be fairly dramatic. Mm-hmm. Slightly more advanced stages of liver failure, people can develop coma because of toxins affecting the brain directly. People can develop Blood vomiting because of pressure inside the blood veins, and uh, sadly, in in very, very advanced cases, uh, when the liver completely fails, there is no recourse but to offer a liver transplant. That is changing the liver. Right.
0: And speaking of transplant, it's a, it's still quite hard in India. With even though many states, cities, and organizations are talking about organ transplantation,
1: you're absolutely right. I think yeah, it it is a question of scale. So. Uh, in India, we reckon that approximately thirty to fifty thousand people need a liver transplant every year. Uh, the number of liver transplants done every year in India is approximately three thousand. So, yeah. I mean, as as a number, uh, it actually is fairly impressive. It's up there. India is among the top three liver transplant performing countries in the world. But given our population size, we basically uh, we're barely making a dent in the requirement of um, of liver transplant now liver transplant can be done in two ways one way is when an organ is offered from a deceased person as you may have heard there are uh, some uh, people who unfortunately develop accidents and they go on to develop what is called brain death in which case all the brain functions are lost while uh, the heart is still beating because the patient is on a ventilator in some situations like this patients families might choose to come forward and donate their organs uh, and this is an area that we in Karnataka have made substantial progress in because Karnataka was the uh, second largest organ donor state in India last year. Oh, wow. Okay. So so, the, the, so this is obviously improving, but it isn't nearly enough to meet the demand for, uh, uh, for, for I mean, desperate patients because the, the liver does not really have something like a dialysis equivalent as you would have in the kidney. So when we have liver failure, unfortunately, transplant is a necessity and a very rapid one, actually. So second way of getting. A, sorry, go on. Yeah,
0: sorry.
1: Now the second way of getting an organ is a living donor transplant, where somebody from the family donates part of their organ, of the liver, usually the right or the left side of the liver, and uh, this uh, is also a safe operation. This is actually the way in which most of our patients get a transplant because our donor rates, although improving, are still less than what we need to uh, to save our patients.
0: Okay. That's quite phenomenal to know that Karnataka is leading the way. Now, uh, doctor, um, can liver problems affect any age group?
1: Uh, yes, absolutely. So uh, liver disease can uh, affect anybody from a small baby to uh, someone uh, who's uh, who's elderly or advanced in age as well. It's a common misconception that liver disease is caused only because of alcohol, and certainly this stigma sometimes prevents some patients from, uh, you know, reaching forward and reaching for help. Uh, you know, for example, small children can have gene defects or developmental defects which cause uh, the liver uh, to fail. Uh, you know, one, one such example would be uh, children dev- with, a, with the failure of the development of their bile duct, which is called biliary atresia. So children below the age of one can sometimes get liver failure and require a transplant. Equally, some children with gene defects can have liver failure uh, as, as time progresses in the, in the first five years of age. Uh, as one grows older, of course, you know, there are challenges with hepatitis B and hepatitis C, viral diseases that impact the liver and cause liver failure and liver cancer. Uh, the biggest emerging challenge in our country at this point is non-alcoholic steatohepatitis or fatty liver disease. Okay. Uh, so, uh, you know, this is caused a lot due to uh, rapidly changing lifestyles and uh, <clears throat> where we have, uh, you know, increased caloric consumption as well as, uh, you know, a more sedentary life. We, we certainly walk less than perhaps our parents and grandparents did. Yes, so, uh, a lot
0: of people are used to sitting down most parts of the day.
1: Yeah, so and certainly in Bangalore, that's very true, isn't it? We are the IT capital of the world, and most people, while working from homes, spend a long time in front of their machines and systems. Uh, so, certainly, uh, the sedentary lifestyle is taking a toll on all parts of our body, especially our livers. So, uh, because of uh, these, uh, these, patients, uh, these people who develop fatty livers, you know, the fat depositing in the liver can cause uh, inflammation or swelling of inside the liver, and this can gradually over time progress to liver cirrhosis where the liver hardens and then eventually fails as well. So uh, this is actually a rising cause of liver failure in India and, and across the world, and it has become one of the most common indications for a liver transplant uh, in, in, in our program.
0: Okay, um, now moving on to a very important question: What are the tests one has to routinely get every year, apart from a full body checkup? Sure. According to you.
1: Okay, so uh, a lot of these tests are dependent on uh, what one's age is, what one's sort of physical and uh, you know and and uh, lifestyle profile is. Uh, so i mean perhaps the first thing to do is to understand that there are a few things that one can do to keep one's liver healthy okay um, the the first thing is is monitor our diet what we put inside our body is is very important right uh, the best thing to do is to limit our calorie consumption we all eat more than we need uh, based on our body weight and to change the kind of calories we eat more importantly limit the carbohydrates that we have so cut down on processed carbohydrates cut down on refined sugars and that in itself would actually take a lot of pressure off the liver the second is exercise exercising at least getting off your feet walking briskly for 30 to 45 minutes a day is uh, is enough to get you know the metabolism going and burning fat off the liver uh, you know sitting is the new smoking so certainly as far as possible try and stand and move around while working because uh, that, that really would make a very, very big difference in one's uh, you know exercise uh, and one's metabolic patterns. The third is uh, how to prevent infections because of hepatitis B and C. Uh, that's quite simple. Firstly, safe practices that include safe sexual practices, making sure that one doesn't use razors or swap uh, you know personal hygiene equipment, such as uh, the toothbrushes, sewing ourselves, because these uh, infections can spread uh, by 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 blood and bodily fluids uh, if not vaccinated please get vaccinated hepatitis b is eminently p- preventable through vaccination and uh, whenever in a hospital please ensure that disposable needles are used and needles are not reused uh, for for giving if an injection is needed
0: okay those are really interesting topics and uh, very important for everybody so doctor you know, when I met you a couple of years ago, you and your interesting team at Astor, and what is the integrated liver care team all about?
1: Thank you so much for asking, um, I certainly remember our first meeting. Um, I mean, we uh, the integrated liver care uh, is a novel working concept that we have developed over the past decade. Essentially, um, as as you know, uh, medicine tends to work in silos. Uh, you know surgeons tend to do surgical jobs medical med- medical doctors tend to do medical jobs and uh, but over over time it has become very uh, apparent that you know all of us need to work together in order to uh, to sort of solve or address specific issues um and so certainly the way forward seems to be to develop integrated teams uh, which have surgical specialists medical specialists, uh, you know, radiology specialists, critical care and anesthesia specialists who are all focused on taking care of a single organ. So which is what the integrated liver care team is all about. Essentially, it's all specialists of different use, different skills and different specialities who converge and uh, offer their opinions on patients who have liver disease. So uh, certainly it involves various disciplines working together, various minds working together. Uh, in order to provide the best care so think about it like a football team uh, you know where where there are different people with different roles but they all work cohesively to achieve a certain goal Uh, so that's what the integrated liver care team is all about that's
0: Um, amazing and exciting i remember i remember your colleague dr raja had spoken about competition makes you faster but collaboration makes you better
1: yeah absolutely right. Uh, and that that is certainly one of Dr. Raja's favorite sayings. Um, I think that we are all better together, and uh, certainly um, uh, the uh, the impression that one sort of mind can solve everything is perhaps a fallacy in medicine. We have all recognized and we've learned very rapidly that humility and uh, you know the ability to ask for help from colleagues with different qualification and different skills from yourself is actually going to be better for our patients. And okay. uh, regarding technology, even you mentioned the 3D printed liver. Right. So we are we are actually very blessed to be working in Bangalore because Bangalore is a phen- phenomenal place. You know, you have the best of medicine, you have the best of technology, you have the best of science institutes like the Indian Institute of Science here. Uh, you have a great startup culture. Uh, so so this this actually makes one you know, meet very, very interesting people. And uh, one of the uh, things that sort of came about of these meetings was our understanding that we could actually find a better way of planning our liver property operations. Uh, So to give you a background, when we actually do liver transplants in children, uh, we have to plan the amount of liver that can be taken out from the donor very precisely uh, so that we do not give the, the child too much or too little liver. And equally, because the blood vessels of a child's liver are so fine, uh, it is important for us to get as much information as possible before we actually start an operation. So uh, this particular case that you mentioned uh, was a mom who was donating to her daughter. And uh, in this situation, we uh, used a CT scan image of the mom's liver in order to 3D print her liver. And then uh, without actually having to... Uh, you know, uh, sort of lay a knife on mom's belly. We were able to precisely plan out how we would operate on the mom's liver uh, because we had all the uh, information uh, in the in the 3D printed model about where the blood vessels would be. So I'm pleased to say that we were able to do this successfully. And this model helped in planning this child's surgery, and the child and mom did well. So uh, this was something that uh, we were lucky enough to pioneer in Bangalore and. I don't know any other city in India that could do that.
0: That's exciting. And yes, uh, I think it's great for our listeners to actually hear about, you know, all the innovation that's happening in Bangalore. We do have a lot of apps that we use firsthand uh, that initiate in Bangalore and then go to different parts of the world. But to actually see this happening in medical care is fascinating. So, Doc, you know, here's the other interesting part. Bangalore and India has been amongst the leading cities of the world offering affordable health care compared to other well-funded countries. However, there are also a huge number of people here that can't afford certain surgeries. So how do you and your team at ILC raise funds?
1: Again, thank you so much for, uh, for asking that question. This, as you know very well, is a topic that's really close to my heart. Uh, this is, uh, uh, you know, uh, a lot of the people who have, uh, who currently work and serve in ILC, have done their training across different parts of the world. And we have had the opportunity to look at systems which are very fun- well funded, either publicly funded or funded by insurance, by which people aren't denied healthcare just because of reasons of money. And uh, coming back to India, that was one of the most disturbing things to see how. How many people were not able to afford the care that is available in India? So we have the skills, we have the expertise, we have the infrastructure available in India, and we are often not able to deliver because of the costs. The the costs uh, in India are one tenth of what it would cost across the world, but uh, unfortunately, most of our population still does not find it within reach because uh, of a lack of a uh, uh, you know an appropriate funding mechanism. So, over the last six or seven years, we have developed a funding mechanism called the Affordable Liver Transplant Scheme. Uh, so, this started uh, a few years ago when we had a small child come to us, a seven year old girl with liver failure. Uh, okay. Her, her uh, father worked as a factory worker in Penia. And um, so, he obviously was not able to afford uh, the funds that were needed for transplant. Fortunately for this girl, we had an offer for a liver, and we were able to transplant her. But then, of course, we realized that you know there was a big funding shortfall, and uh, we had a rapid learning curve because we had to go out and raise funds to be able to pay for the child's care. Right. So uh, luckily, the story had a happy ending, and it it was it it taught us two important things. Firstly, that (laughs) there are generous people out there who obviously feel strongly that healthcare should be, uh, you know, a right and not a privilege. And there were people who were willing to fund good causes like this, especially in places like Bangalore. So over the last uh, six years, we have put a funding mechanism in place that uses elements of crowdfunding, uses elements of corporate social responsibility funding uh, with some uh, larger, uh, you know, corporate funds, such as the Prabina Foundation, which is based out of Pune so over uh, the last 5 years we've uh, managed to transplant 170 children um, using uh, funds from these various sources so uh, what what we can do with this is that we can reduce the cost from you know 20 to 25 lakhs to only about 4 to 5 lakhs for the patient so uh, we we are able to reduce the cost by almost 80% uh, when we actually use this kind of funding mechanism and uh, this was uh, something that obviously uh, went to anywhere bangalore it got an award and it is something that is also an iim amdavadi case study right now
0: that's fascinating to say up to 80% is uh, i mean that sounds like a separate conversation for another day but ahead of world liver day what are your three short things that you would advise our listeners
1: to do so uh i mean your liver works hard treat it right the three things you can do is to eat well exercise and be safe uh, in work play get vaccinated
0: okay so wait what vaccination hepatitis b okay uh,
1: that is a universally available vaccine all right very very effective
0: okay thank you so much doc is there anything that we've missed asking you on the good city show
1: Uh, that was a fantastic uh, conversation thank you for the opportunity to connect with your listeners and uh, talk to them about uh, this topic that I'm really passionate about Uh, and and thank you very much.
0: And what's the best way to reach out to you?
1: The best way to reach out to me is uh, reach out to ASTA Hospital. Uh, I'm I'm available at ASTA CMI Hospital and ASTA RV Hospital at J.P. Nagar Bangalore.
0: Okay awesome doc and hopefully I'll see you soon
1: Look forward to that. You take care.
0: You too. Bye. Bye. Folks, if you're tuning in, please do subscribe to us. We're on Spotify, on YouTube, on Instagram at The Good Suri Show. See you soon. Look forward to do something new. Welcome to The Good City Podcast with me, Aditya Mendonca. The Good City is the ultimate guide to all the cool things in your city and the cool stories of the people who make them happen. We are storytellers of a different kind.